Hey, I know. I'll use my trusty frying pan as a drying pan. Pan. This is a Pokemon the Series podcast where each week we're watching three episodes of the Pokemon anime series and discussing them from our now adult perspectives. And because we are adults now, this is rated M for mature, but it's also rated I for immature because we're immature adults as well. And I'm your host, Jacob, with my co-host here, Austin. When you put in P.O. into the Netflix search bar, the first result is porno. The second result is Pokemon. What if you had a K? I did. I don't remember. Moving on. All right. Uh, and I'm also here with my other co-host, Alex. What a way to start this off. <laughs> I know. And we're actually recording this on a different day. It's a Friday and it's the end of the week. So just like the rest of the country, we're running on fumes here. So, you know, give us a break if we sound a little tired or, you know, a little, little sluggish. I'll, I'll tell you what, you guys. This morning when I got up, I had to get my bowl. I had to get my cereal. But when I had to get it in the car, I couldn't decide, should I kick it in the front seat or kick it in the back seat? Oh, my God. Which seat did you take? Well, there was only one seat available, so I took that one. <laughs> oh, okay. Because it's Friday. Friday, Friday. Friday. Gotta get down, gotta on, get Friday. down on Friday. Can I just say for one second, I legitimately thought you were, like, taking your cereal bowl in the car. And I was like, where the hell are you going? <laughs> I'm still impressed that she rhymed bowl with cereal. I mean... Gotta grab my bowl, gotta grab my cereal. I was like, you get it, girl. Rebecca Black was the musical genius, and no one recognized it. She just recently released a remix of it. Oh, wow. Oh, my God, it's so good. (laughs) Is it next Friday? It's it's called, like, Friday Remix. Oh. Oh. Original. You know who else released a single recently? Oh, yes. Talk about it. Katy Perry, electric. Not listen to the music video. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm behind as usual. I mean, it involves Katy Perry and her female Pikachu, and she's at a lighthouse. Then suddenly she's in the past, and she's like a trickster because she's trying to get her younger self and her Pichu to become a famous singer with various traps. All right. <laughs> yeah, do you want to break into what we've done this week? Uh, does anyone want to kick it off? Maybe Alex? You seem like you've been enthralled in something this week. You seem very eager to talk about it. Like, in general? Uh, quite the opposite. No. Um, I know. (laughs) It should come as no surprise anymore that my life is boring and I do the same thing day in and day out. I have been playing Red Dead Redemption a lot recently. Oh, Oh, talk about that. I just learned. The first or second one? Second one, of course. Been anything else with Red Dead Redemption that we should know about? Oh my god, you stop right now. Are, are you sure? There's nothing that more you want to tell us? Okay, what is going more. on here? I want to tell you. Are you sure about that? Austin, I think you should just go and spill the beans here. I, it's not my secret to spill. It's oh just my god, to already, Oh my god, you've already opened the door. Okay, now that it's out there. I told Austin the other day that I came across a, in my personal opinion, very well-written Red Dead fan fiction which i have been reading and that will be shared now apparently the whole 
viewing audience is going to know about it. Can you uh, give us a little overview? I am not going to give you an overview. The title and the author? No. I'm not name dropping anyone because I'm not, we're not at that point, I don't think. I found a new addiction this week and it's not drugs or alcohol like it used to be. Thank you. It's Civ 5. Have you guys played any of the Civ games before? Nope. No. Is it like The Sims at all? You you can kind of group it in the same category, I think, but it's not like so uh shocker, you get a civilization, so you start with a different like you, world leader and then you basically just try to build your civilization up. Like you can create like the Great Wall of China, you can build an army, you can do all this stuff and the thing is with it though is you click begin and you click, keep clicking next turn until it's 10 hours later and your alarm's going off for you to go to work. And you're like, holy shit, I just played this for 10 hours. I guess I'm calling out from work to keep playing this game. Have you ever done that? I, I think I skipped school one time oh, okay. to play a game. But <laughs> I think I've ever missed work. I'm responsible. One cool thing about this, I don't know if this is like, this happens routinely or if I just got lucky. I went to Walmart because the copy I told, showed y'all I got from Goodwill was broke. <laughs> so it didn't work. And so I put in like the product code and it goes, Congratulations, you've unlocked the complete version of Civ 5. Wait, what? I, yeah, I didn't buy the complete version from Walmart. It just said like, Congratulations, Civ 5 complete is now downloading your computer. So I got all the DLC and all like the stickers and stuff that come with it on Steam. Wait, so you, you bought it from Walmart after? Yes. Okay. I'm trying to get a timeline here. Give me a timeline of your civilization for me to figure this out. Okay, so I put in the game that I got from Goodwill that I showed y'all. Yes. It's broke. It's broken. It wouldn't work. So I was really upset, so I was like, I'm going to go to Walmart and see if they have it there. And I got it from Walmart for pretty cheap, almost the same price as Goodwill. Put it in my computer. Put in the product code for it. And then it said, congratulations, you have Civ 5 complete unlocked. You should thank Sid Meier, whatever his name is. I sent him a letter, oh. but he didn't He didn't reply. Oh. And I sent him a text, email, and I don't know. He seems kind of pushy. What have I been doing this weekend? Unless you had more to say, Jacob. I, I, well, I also sent him a flock of my hair. and You're going to what now? Let's see. I sent him a flock of my hair. Oh. Oh, my. So what have I been doing this week? Well, what have I been doing this week? Working. I've been... <laughs> considering whether I should also go to Walmart and get new Pokemon Snap for $50. But I thought, no, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to wait till I can get it for like $30, which is yeah, not going to happen. It's never going to happen. I don't. Did you, with Pokemon Snap, I mean, you can go and buy that game. Okay? You really okay. can do that. Or you can go to your apartment's compactor, open up the gate, look inside, and probably see something just as good. I think good reviews. I think it's pretty fun. I don't know. I've never played it. It did read well sort of skimmed an article i didn't read the whole thing but apparently people are obsessed with taking pictures of pokemon butts yeah i saw that too like what why that chew ass why would you just waste your time taking pictures of pokemon butts you know what we're only on this earth for so many years you got if you <laughs> like find something you enjoy just do it that's how you want to spend it. your time I would do that. <laughs> Why do you think I want to buy it so bad? <laughs> what if, like, Oak always gives you, like, a perfect rating? Is it Oak in this one? I it's can't not remember. Oak. It's some, like, young-looking, birch-looking fucker. 
I kind of think we should cover the original Pokemon Snap because it has the anime Professor Oak in it. Yeah. Apparently in that game, too, you can commit murder, which is something people are really excited about. You can commit murder in Pokemon Snap? Yeah, apparently in one part of the game, which it has got good reviews. I was joking when I said looking trash. <laughs> apparently it is a good game, so don't hate. The Graveler's climbing up a volcano, and you can throw apples or whatever stuff's at it, and it will hit the Graveler until it falls into the molten lava, and then you never see it again. So That's awful. Poor Graveler. <laughs> How are you guys doing on gas? I want. We I, forgot to talk about this for our week. I got half a tank. You got half a tank. Like, was that all you needed, or was that all that was left? I haven't got any gas. I'm waiting for the prices to go down. Oh. I feel like I missed my joke at the beginning too. By the way, when I said just like everyone else in the country, we're running on fumes. Oh. Yeah, I kind of went over you guys' head, and I didn't get a laugh. That's the reason why there's kind of a sad pause. It's okay. It's okay. <laughs> It's okay. It's okay. I'm shit. It's fine. Now would be a good time to point out that we record this several weeks before the episode's release. <laughs> so we're way behind everyone else. What are you going to put in the time capsule? I don't know. Myself, so I can transcend time. <laughs> I'm going to freeze myself that way, when, like Futurama style. I've kind of considered that. <laughs> Who is the... It's like several thousand, tens of thousands to like freeze your head, but millions to freeze your whole body. There's a famous baseball player that did it. Let me Google that real quick. Famous baseball player who was frozen. It was Ted Williams. Okay. He's a famous baseball player. He was fro- cryogenically frozen, so he can come back 10,000 years from now and play baseball again. Well, I look forward to meeting him 10,000 years from now. <laughs> I remember you. I love the... What was it? You sent me the article about the... Like, the um, one of the businesses closed down, and they were like, well, now we got all these corpses. Let's just chuck them out there. Oh, that's what I was... I think I sh- told you yeah, that. Yeah, I think so. Wait, what? Yeah. What so the cryogenic, the cryogenic business where they freeze people, one of them actually went out of like bankruptcy, and they had the corpses, and so they just left. What? <laughs> so the corpses are just sitting there frozen. Oh no! They're, so they're still frozen. Someone's th- no, they're them? they're they've obviously melted oh, okay. now. I think, but like they had the bodies there, so they just dipped out and left them there. Oh my god, that's horrendous. <laughs> Turns out that uh, freezing bodies doesn't pay the lease. So, wow. I'm sorry to get us on a tangent about gas. I was like just curious how everyone was doing because I don't know how it is on y'all's side of the street. I only know how it is on my side of the street. No different than any other crisis we have on a daily basis <laughs> right. around here. I filled four trash bags full of gas, so I think I'll be good for a little oh while. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> I saw that meme, and apparently it wasn't from this past week or so. It was from like years ago. Are you talking no. about lady who filled up the gas yeah. bags? Best. Yeah, that's not recent. Well, I had the fact that that even happened at all. I, I believe it happened, but two stories, two stories. I saw when this lady carried one of those plastic tubs, those huge ones for storage, and she filled it. But when that thing's filled, it weighs a hundred and like twenty-five pounds or hundred eighty pounds or something like that. So she couldn't lift it in her car. And then I saw Absolutely. a guy who in a Hummer, guy in a Hummer filled trash bags full of gas, put in the back of his Hummer, was at a red light, lit a cigarette car blew up you just tell people there's a shortage you could get on twitter right now and say oh uh you know um whatever's going in shortage and people just run go grab it and do it anything anything they could to get hold of it you know what there's gonna be a shortage of and there already is and there will be pokemon cards yes do you did i did we talk about this already yes and one of the previous episodes we did but i don't know how bad it's gotten target's pulling the cards 
Why? For what reason? Okay, this is my understanding. Walmart pulled them first, and then Target did it shortly afterwards, and I can confirm, because I went to Target, and as I was checking out the self-checkout, they had a little sign that said, starting March 14th, we will no longer be stocking Pokemon and sports cards for everyone's safety. And I'm like, what? <laughs> so people are kill- people are like killing each other over this stuff? Apparently, there was some sort of parking lot altercation, and one person whipped out their gun. What? Over Pokemon cards? They, like, I think someone was like assaulting him, so he pulled out his gun. And so it was like oh, a police, and, and like on a Target parking okay. lot. Yeah. So Target was like, no. Y'all can't behave yourselves. No. Hey guys, it's Alex from the future. So last week when Austin and I recorded our parts of the episode, we were together on a shared mic and for whatever reason, some of the audio was not picked up. So I am re-recording my segment of the 30-second episode summary challenge. So I apologize in advance if it sounds like I am the one talking through a Kabuto costume. Full disclaimer, I am using my computer's microphone instead of my standalone microphone to do this re-recording. So please keep that in mind when you're listening to this next part and hopefully it transitions as seamless as possible into the rest of the episode. So our, our episode recap order, Jacob will be doing, and I don't know the episode titles, Jacob will be doing the Bill episode. No, oh, shit. Alex will be doing, <laughs> Alex will be doing, uh, the Raichu, Lieutenant Surge. Damn it, that's the least best one. <laughs> and Austin will no, be I doing, love... what, Jacob? I love that episode. You want to swap? You, we can do a Yankee swap. Jacob, what do you think? Sure, we can do, we can do that. Yeah, fuck you, Randomizer, because I'll be doing episode 15, Battle Aboard the St. Anne. Can we put a disclaimer out there? We have It's been like two weeks since we've watched these episodes, too, so if we forget a lot of shit that happened, it's because of that. Oh, boy. <laughs> this is going to be fun. I was being completely sarcastic. We'll see how this goes. That was so good. <laughs> hey, Alex, I'm timing you. I'm timing you. Okay. I want to start. Ready to go. Okay, so in this episode, Ash catches a Krabby, um, which he sends to Professor Oak and tells Oak not to eat Krabby. Then he and Misty and Brock come across the lighthouse where Bill lives, who is an eccentric, crazy lighthouse owner who's stuck in a Commodore costume. Um, Bill tells him all about the mysterious Pokemon that he wants to meet, which just turns out to be a giant Dragonite. Uh, T-Rocket shows up, scares Dragonite away, and Ash and friends continue on their merry way. Okay, give me like five seconds to go over my notes here because I totally forgot what happened. Five, four, three, okay. two, one, go. All right, so they finally make it to Vermilion City after two weeks. They find Nurse Joy with the Pokemon Center full of Pokemon. Ash doesn't know what's going on, but they tell him about Surge. Ash goes to battle Lieutenant Surge, who's the Pokemon Gen Leader, with his Raichu, who completely wrecks Pikachu at first, but then... Pikachu in the Pokemon Center decides that he can step up to the plate and take on Raichu and use his speed. Pikachu goes back and beats Raichu using his speed after Team Rocket cheers him on. Ash gets a badge. And Done. there's a lot of cool battle automation. The end. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, someone's on me. Uh, Alrighty. 
Do you want me to? I don't have my notes open. Goddamn. Do you want me to do it, Jacob? I don't mind. I got it. Okay. Uh, ten seconds, Austin. Wait, what? Like, let you let you go over your notes real quick. Five, okay. four, uh... three, two. One, go. The twerps want to go on a cruise ship for no reason. But um, but then Team Rocket appears and they give them the last of their tickets because Giovanni has an evil plot where all the trainers go on the St. Anne um, and they steal the Pokeballs with vacuum cleaners, which the twerps do. And then Ash trades his Butterfree for Eradicate. Then he trades it back. Um, and then the ship drowns for unrelated reasons to the Team Rocket attack. Um, and then they all fall to the bottom of the ocean um, to be continued. <laughs> oh, five seconds left. <laughs> <laughs> the drowns. ship drowns. The ship drowns. Oh my god! I, I did something the... when you're trying to spew the words out. The ship drowns. Okay. I just the ship sings. Austin and I are on the same location, so watching him do this. Also, writing notes about this, I've been like just winging it, and well, I feel like disadvantaged. I haven't been writing those either. I'm just like, uh, they're, they're on a ship. The ship <laughs> drowns. I use my notes because I forgot what happened. Oh, God. Oh, that was... If that's, that was if that's cheating, I don't care. No, you do you, Jacob. Oh, God. Okay, that was wonderful. Good job, Austin. Leave me alone. Oh, goodness. Oof. Okay, Bill, Bill. Bill, 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 Okay. All right. All right. Let's go. Let's go. All right. About, let's talk about Ash and his depressive episode he had at the beginning. <laughs> My first note is weird ass fourth wall breaking intro sequence. Weird ass or weird weird ass. Weird, ass. weird, ass. weird the narrator. Okay, this episode must have been at the start of like a core core. Like the center of the earth. No. <laughs> <laughs> huh? Like okay, my understanding is Japanese television has thirteen week cores. Yes. Yeah. So this must have been at the start of one, or like they changed times or something, because the episode starts with the narrator saying, "Like this is Ash Ketchum from Palatown, Town, like usual." But like he goes really, really into it, and then the, oh yeah, yes. And then Ash is like, "That's right, I'm Ash, and these are my Pokemon, Pikachu." And I then thought... all the Pokemon introduce themselves. <laughs> I thought it was a like a, a summary episode. I was about to like, we, I was about to text you and be like, "Should we skip this?" In the first like five minutes are summary. Yeah, and then like Missy and Rock are there, <laughs> and then suddenly the the recap suddenly becomes plot because we transitioned smoothly from. But Ash, you only have six Pokemon to Ash being like, I need more Pokemon. So seemingly the narrator descended from the sky and spoke to them, which start- kickstarted our episode. Anyway, Brock says it's not unusual for trainers to catch 20 to 30 Pokemon, which I feel like that's untrue. Brock, you have two Pokemon. Actually, three with Zubat. Misty has three Pokemon. Ash has more than both both of them put together. Ash is full. Yeah. And he, he Ash gets really dumb this episode when he first... He sees that Krabby when he picks up a stick, too. That was awesome. <laughs> that was like, like, why would you do that? You have six Pokemon. Like you said, he has six Pokemon. Why do we think he got Krabby? Had his little bubbles. Oh my god, it was so cute. I love Krabby. I think he got the special Krabby, from what we find out a little later in the episode. What do you mean? Because it's Teeny Tiny versus Gary's giant Krabby? <laughs> yeah, it's like a, it maybe a preemie. Oh, <laughs> maybe... It's the runt of the litter. Yeah, it's the runt. I mean, it says... Yeah. That was awesome, man. Yeah, it's was easy really to good. do. I'm going to do King Lark. 
we do see Oak, and Ash gets scared that, like, Oak's gonna eat Krabby? Yep. Like, apparently, so, the, it is canon that people do eat Pokemon. Or at least Oak not does. Just... Maybe he's, like, a freak. I also want to say Oak being a complete butthole again. What are you now? <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember the episode, so please tell me. Maybe I should say that. Okay, let's get to... Ash is like, this is an emergency. I have to make sure Oak doesn't eat Krabby. So they find a random lighthouse, and, like, it starts to storm, or it's nighttime or something. And can you imagine you're living at a lighthouse, and all these colorfully dressed children appear on your door, and they're like, we have an emergency. We need to use their phone. Also, can we stay the night? We'll make you bacon cheeseburgers. Double bacon cheeseburgers. Oh, Oh, yeah. (laughs) And, and, okay, but it kind of makes sense, because I feel like if it was anyone but Bill, they would have been turned away. But because Bill is sitting there in his Kabuto fetishist costume, he's like, <laughs> he's, yes, he's please furry. come in, children. <laughs> he's a fury. A furry. Here's our furry segment of the episode. Okay, so Bill seemingly presses a switch to open the, the double doors, which have a Mewtwo printed on them. Um, and the children walk into the dark hallway, find the Bell Sprout phone. I remember this better than I thought I did. And call Oak. And they're just like in the dark. What is it about Uh, I don't know. That okay, is, that okay. is pretty cool, though. So I why, forgot about that part. Why is Oak a butthole? What'd he do? Of this rivalry between oh. Ash and Gary. He's like, oh yeah. And by the way, my grandson Gary, look at this crabby he caught. It's a monster. <laughs> and what? Like, why would you even point that out? So the Pokeball came to Oak. He was like, oh, crappy. Let me put it in this bowl. He puts a stamp of Ash's face on the oh, bowl yeah. and then places it <laughs> next to Gary's giant crappy, which is in a giant bowl, places them both by the phone and sits and waits for Ash to call. And he's even more of a jerk than I originally While he's eating tofu. Yes. Because his cook is gone. Yeah, what was the weird running gag with the cooks being on vacation? It's it's Ash's mom. Oh, Jesus. Uh-huh. Was it like, did they have like a, like a animal yeah. date? Something where all the cooks from Kanto just take a vacation. I think they quit because Oak does not have a cook. We do not see him have a cook. It's Ash's mom. Oh, well. he says that. He does not say that. <laughs> Let's get into Bill. Bill, 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 Bill. How, well, how does it go when they introduce Bill? All the lights turn on, yeah. and they're like, "Oh, goody! I can't wait to eat." And then, like, pan to the Kabuto on top of a throne. In the game, Bill is just this, like, nerdy computer, kind of like Bill Gates character or whatever. You know, very just, oh, plays polo and his slacks, and he's just mm-hmm. a normal guy. And then this one, he's, like, a weird, eccentric, <laughs> like, he's got a suit with, like, a What do they call this, roughly? Like thing? a kabat? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they also took out the entire, like, oh, no, I turned myself into a Pokemon. Could you... Oh, yeah. Turn me back into a human, and they replaced it with him in a Kabuto costume, costume. in the dark. <laughs> they should have made it the actual thing from the game. That would have been so much cooler. Yes. Like, we've already got introduced to this amazing Pokemon or Pokeball technology with the teleporting. Let's get introduced to Pokemon transmutations. Like, please. <laughs> they were like, let's make it more realistic. We can't have Bill be a weirdo who turns himself to a Pokemon. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. <laughs> Now That's give him a green hair, give him a blob suit, and, and a bedazzled like scarf. Yeah, the, the him being a Pokemon was not exciting enough. We had to add in this, A, the Kabuto of it all, B, the... Which is stupid. Pokemon! 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 I'm Bill of the Lighthouse! It's the last of its kind! Oh my god! <laughs> and then 
So Bill actually lays some groundwork for the future of Pokemon. Because when he's talking about, uh, he says, well, first of all, he says the Earth is 4.6 billion years old, giving us some groundwork. But then he says there's 150 known Pokemon, but there's a lot, but there's a a lot of Pokemon that haven't been discovered yet in regions that we have not yet discovered. Didn't he like flip the switch and now suddenly his screen was like a computer interface with pictures of all the Pokemon? And somehow Bill's wall screen knows which pokemon ash has registered to the pokedex and they're highlighted in red (laughs) it's his wi-fi connection he can feel it do they ever miss wi-fi okay this is the episode that introduces the pokemon storage mechanics and we don't mention that bill is the pioneer of the pokemon storage system (laughs) it's bill's pc it's bill's pc no it's someone's pc we don't know someone's pc oh yeah i think they were actually oak was like where are you calling me from and they're like we're in a creepy lighthouse on a hill they're like oh that's bill oh that's bill he's a researcher you'll learn from him i actually got the quote i got the exact quote okay give it to us let me see okay oh that must be bill's lighthouse he's a young pokemon researcher who knows even more than me See what you can learn from him. He could teach you just about everything about Pokemon and then some. Ugh. I like how Mewtwo, or Mewtwo, Bill says, <laughs> Bill says there's 150 Pokemon that we know of. He has a picture of a Mewtwo engraved on his door. 151. What What the fuck is the Dragonite? I don't recognize that thing. I, th- I think the Mewtwo was actually there when the Lighthouse was made. Okay. So maybe it's an, I don't know, maybe that's their, a callback or something. Oh, wait, was Bill involved in the creation of Mewtwo? Blaine was, Dr. Fuji was, was Bill? Oak was. Oak was? Wait, no, I don't think Oak was. In what way? They took Oak's DNA. No! When he was sleeping. She comes on it! <laughs> <laughs> With Delia. Dr. Okay, in the anime, it's Dr. Fuji. In the game... Blaine is also involved. I don't remember. I thought Blaine was involved in the anime, too. Not in the anime that we see. In Adventures, Blaine is definitely Adventures. involved. Yes. And Mewtwo's yes. human DNA is from Blaine. Yeah. Yeah. That's a weird weird uh, thing they went with there. So Mewtwo can come from a human, but Bill can't be a Pokemon? <laughs> Adventures is different. <laughs> weird dragonite okay he said he created the noises like what did he just use like some whale songs or something yes okay. it does sound like a whale it's literally stock whale noise yeah, <laughs> yeah. And, um bill, bill all of a sudden is like i don't remember how they transitioned into the dragonite of it all but bill's like oh there's a special pokemon it's one of a kind it's bigger than any pokemon it's the only one of its species and then he's like, yeah, it's the last of its kind. And he's like, this is the sound it makes. He, like, clicks a button and goes, <laughs> <laughs> and then And then suddenly, there's the Pokemon on the horizon! Oh, shit! And he's like, I gotta use the signal! So he clicks a button, and <laughs> red, blue, green, and, like, orange lights strobe. <laughs> it's a strobe light. He turns on a strobe light. <laughs> Bill says... I, okay, I think, no, before that, when they're listening to the whale noises, Bill's like, I want a friend. That's what the whale noises mean. I said back to it, I want to be your friend. Or whatever the hell he yeah. wanted to Yeah, he does say that. He does say that. And like, Where do I need to capture it? The color lights are like, I'll be your friend. Or, I'll be your friend. That's the light. It's, it talks through 
fluorescent lights is how that he communicates with Dragonite, who's technically Godzilla. Bill, I think Bill is just a lunatic who's like prescribing his own thoughts and feelings onto this Pokemon. It could be saying, get the hell away from me. Bill has been alone in that dark room in his Kabuto costume, furiously masturbating oh, no. for weeks on end. Years. 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 I think he's on LSD. Uh, I put down... Um, I think he's on drugs. I put down the same thing. I said, when Bill is talking, my mind goes blank. All of his meaning of it all bullshit makes no <laughs> sense. He's high as fuck alone in the dark. Oh God, <laughs> I think I caught your Godzilla reference, Jacob. Was it when Jacob says, so size does matter? When Jacob yeah, says. Yeah. <laughs> James. Oh, shit. <laughs> I say that all the time, too. Yeah. <laughs> Jacob also says that. Yeah, James says, so size does matter. Referencing yep. American Godzilla. Godzilla, Godzilla. yep. <laughs> yep. <laughs> How people shit all over it, but. I love yeah. Godzilla. <laughs> well, Dragonite's not Godzilla. Dragonite's a whale. Dragonite's yeah, huge. It's, it's still huge. Okay. And this is the only one of its kind. It's a it's a Dragonite from Galar that Dynamaxed and wandered into oh, yeah, the ocean. Oh, yeah, it's Dynamax. Oh! And then like Bill's just an idiot, and he doesn't recognize the silhouette of a Dragonite. I like how the Dragonite also is, like, three feet away from them, and it's still in shadow. Oh, yeah. <laughs> As the lighthouse Fog. is shining on it. It's foggy. I'm okay. Can I ask why the hell Team Rocket, Team Rocket and their flawless logic yes. of it? Either taking the deserted dark road where nobody would see them coming up to the lighthouse, or scaling the sheer rock face of the side of the wall to the lighthouse. I love that part. Did, oh. did we also know that Team Rocket also introduced themselves by narration exposition? Oh, yeah. They did the motto to no one in particular. Yes. <laughs> yes, they just said it. There was a good chunk of exposition in their introduction. Okay, here's Team Rocket. They cause problems. They're going to shoot the Dragonite for no reason. And with then, a rocket launcher? Yeah, with a rocket launcher. And then they get blasted off without any inter- interaction with Ashen Friends. They also talk about how they train while they do crimes or something like that. Wait, what? Do you remember the part? They talk about how they take the hard ways on purpose. Oh, yeah. To make, th- to make them... You have to be hard and criminal. <laughs> what the that? That's not a criminal. A criminal wouldn't think that way at all. A criminal would be like, I'm just going to do the easiest thing possible to steal the Pokemon. So the Dragonite leaves. And then... The twerps and Bill turn to camera and say some bullshit, and then the episode ends. <laughs> I, I actually, I got that bullshit right here. Oh, good. <laughs> Do we, oh, uh, okay, Ash, you're a Pokemon trainer. I'm Bill, a Pokemon researcher seeking out all kinds of life on this planet. Even if our paths are different, I think our goals are the same. And that's Bill's dramatic monologue to end the episode. I think the water supply in this area is spiked with something, and all the characters are just... I think Bill's just drinking having the salt sh- water. They're having He's a shared hallucination. <laughs> that lighthouse doesn't have plumbing. Wait. Think about that. They don't? Well, it's just one giant dark room. I mean, where's it going to be at? Okay. Are we, are we done with Bill? Oh, God. Yes. Okay, i just like to reflect. Bill is like the one character we've met so far who's a video game character from okay. Red and Blue. In other mediums, like Adventures, he has, like, a substantial role and is, like, an authority figure and, like, a trusted source of information. In the anime... He's Wikipedia. It, it, like, he's, like, QAnon. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Oh, my God. Maybe he is both. Maybe 
he's like he's the smart guy, but then he's this alternate personality putting all this misinformation out there just to, just to mess with people. Regardless, we never see Bill again. <laughs> Melanie got him. Died in his Kabuto costume. Possibly. Oh, Lord. Okay. Uh, do we need an MVP and LVP? Think this thing up? Randomize it, Austin. Alex, Austin, Jacob. Oh, yay. Um, <sighs> okay, so MVP this episode, I put Krabby, because Krabby was so adorable. And LVP is Oak, for the reason that I said earlier, because he's just actively fanning this rivalry flame between Ash and Gary. So I was like, okay, I'm going to jerk this episode, Oak. Don't do cool. He being like, did you come to my costume party? And Bill was like, no, this is a special costume. I use it all research. <laughs> Jesus Christ. What a... Uh... Alright, I'm next. I'm next. Oh, I don't have an MVP, but my LVP is Bill, for obvious reasons. My MVP is the giant Dragonite for trying to kill Bill. <laughs> hey! Um, un- unfortunately, unlike Uma Thurman, he was not successful. Um, and my quote will be, at the end of the episode, Ash says, what kind of Pokemon was that anyway? And Bill, the researcher, responds, who knows? <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Bill. Oh, it's too much. Okay. Jacob. All right. My MVP was the Kaboto costume because <laughs> Bill... <laughs> Because when Bill was in that thing, he kept annoying the shit out of people or be weird. He just <laughs> was trying to get out of that thing and couldn't bother people. He was contained. So, he was contained. That's right. The Kaboto costume was containing Bill, which good Lord knows we need more of. And then my LVP was probably Jesse because um, James shows a little sympathy and remorse towards the shooting the Dragonite with, obviously, rocket launchers or bazookas. And James, or Jesse... Jesse says, keep shooting it. And my quote, my quote was the, so size does matter. Right. When uh, James says that, because I thought that was both funny and a euphemism, and it was a reference to the movie. Yep. And it was a response to, was it Jesse who in a previous episode says, yes, size doesn't matter. Yep. I have a theory, but it's going to require me to go home and pull up a PDO real quick. Hold on, please. Do, 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 do. Fill the time. Fill the air. Fill the air. Oh. So which was your favorite episode of these three, Alex? Okay, we had the Mystery at the Lighthouse, we had the Surge episode, and then the Battle aboard the Ship. Definitely the Bill episode. That was a favorite. <laughs> <laughs> of the three, just because of the sheer ridiculousness with the whale noises, and Bill, and the Kabuto <laughs> outfit, and just, oh my god, okay. Okay, I can confirm my theory. Okay, this episode was written by Takashi Shoto. Our friend, the Lugia guy. Okay, so Giant Dragonite in this episode was totally proto-Lugia, right? It lives by itself in the bottom of the ocean. No one's seen it. It's a mystery creature. Um, It wants to kill Bill. In silhouette, it wants to kill Bill, just like Lugia. And it makes whale noises. It's proto-Lugia. I think he had this idea, but he he couldn't come up with a design of something real quick. So they were like, uh, Dragonite. It's Lugia. Yep. Uh, it makes more good, sense. Uh, yeah. That was a good find. Because we need to look at that blog post of Dr. Takeshi Shoto and how he's like obsessed with Lugia. And he created it and he was like, it's going to be a special Pokemon. It created life or whatever. It does. Yeah. Eh, it's an okay Pokemon. But he loved that thing. Yeah. 
All right, so are we ready to go on to the next episode? Oh, Electric man. Shock Showdown. Another famous one. Yes, another super famous one. And this is even more famous in the Japanese version. How so? Uh, they uh, they allow explicits to be said. Yes, Jacob, please give us a list of these explicit words that are being used. Oh, uh, I have to Google it real quick. But <laughs> um, so, Alex, you don't know about this? I don't know about this. So, Lieutenant Surge is an American, right? Yes. Like 500 feet tall. We're not even there yet. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Lieutenant Surge is American, so he uses good... English phrases, right? Yes. Okay, in the Japanese version. Yes. Do you have samples for us, Shigo? Uh, Let me see. Plot, major events, debuts. I know he says, like, like damn, or something like that throughout the whole episode. Like, Surge's... Th- I think his thing is... Like he says, like damn. He says, like goddamn for sure. Oh, goddamn. Okay. Really? Yeah. Oh, Surge, cr- Surge cusses in the. Let me control F this real quick. Did he do it in the game too, or is it just the anime? Definitely not in any remakes, but in the original, I have no idea. Oh, foreign cuss word in Japanese version. Lieutenant Surge swears in English. That's all it says. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it just says Lieutenant Surge swears in English. <laughs> but I think it just says what, yeah. I think it just says, like, you know, shit and piss and. What? No. <laughs> I know Sonic the Hedgehog says shit. Yeah, all the time. No, he really does. <laughs> yeah. Alright, so before the surge of it all. First, okay, my first note is okay, so they teleported halfway across Kanto. Yeah, now they're in the yep, yep. Vermilion City. Because they like, like went from one end to the other of the peninsula. Um, it's that Pokeball technology. I guess so. Bill, they were they were still on Bill's like fever dream drugs, and they were just like wandering around, and they ended up in Vermilion. That's why they look so disheveled. That explains the drooling. Um, they go. Does anyone else have any notes for this? I don't really have any. <laughs> I do. I, I have one. I have one that made me angry. Okay, the, when we see Joy and Chancey's. Reeling in like a rat, a ratata, ratata, and she doesn't even care. She goes, "Oh, looks like another Pokemon's hurt." Yes, and and this happens multiple times through the time she's talking <laughs> or Joy's talking to Ash and them, and she just lets Chansey do all the work. Like clearly, there's an emergency going on here. Joy, get it together. And like we pan okay. to like the war room with all the suffering Pokemon <laughs> yes. stretchers. One of them's missing a leg. Like I think there's a what. There's a a, bell, a, bell, a bell sprout like snapped in half or something. Chansey's like pouring the liquor all over it. <laughs> yeah. Giving a morphine. It's, I need some more. Oh, Jacob, so, Scaredy Cat yes. Pikachu continues. Yes. In this episode. That's very much a recurring trait at this point. Yep. He keeps punking out, man. I, I completely forgot all about that. I can't blame Pikachu. No, me either. Plus, when they go into the gym, one of, one of Serge's giant grunt people says hey boss another victim for the emergency room oh my God. <laughs> we're gonna kill him so these are not is this what japan thinks americans do yes actually <laughs> we're all violent ruffians that's what i don't understand is is surge still active military he's wearing his he's wearing his fatigues yeah. and all that stuff i, I was like is, is he discharged and has ptsd that's why he likes beating on pokemon mm-hmm. or is He's he's also got the Donald Trump special skin color going on. Yeah, he's he's like orange. He's also maybe he got <laughs> sorry. Go on. I think he got decommissioned for the military, and he was like maybe a bad officer or something like that. So they just like okay, 
the military just gave him this gym. I was like, okay, you can't hurt people, but you can hurt Pokemon, Surge. So just keep. Well, as we know, the, Pokemon. the Kanto gems are notoriously unmonitored, yeah. so yes. he can just do whatever the fuck he wants yep. with his 12 foot tall stature and his hunt hinge people who are also like 8 feet tall. And he calls everyone baby. Okay. Are we going to gloss over the fact that he's sexually harassing the young female trainers? No, no, we're, that's the last thing we're going to do. We're going to do everything else before we get okay. there. What else? Um, the woman, um, henchwoman, is, she has the worst laugh ever. I put down, hey! <laughs> <laughs> Their voices are annoying. Are they supposed to be the, the biker, like, gang trainers from the game? Yeah, so they were, like, wearing, like, leather jackets and, like... Balls or something. I don't remember. Hell's Angels. Aryans. No. Like the one. Like oh. the dude was like no shirt, leather jacket <laughs> open. Black. Yeah. <laughs> With a spiky belt. Um. Surge himself as he towers over a building. <laughs> himself is wearing his fatigues. He's also not wearing a shirt with his jacket open. I'm like, I have a note that says Surge's abs. <laughs> <laughs> Which his abs are probably bigger than a human being. I'm just saying. Yeah. Yes. They're like, the it's like a 20 pack of abs. Brock says, whoa, he's huge. Yeah, no shit, he's 10 feet tall. And and, it's, and the other thing that American military men posted in Japan do is sexually harass the little girls. Go for it, Alex. Oh, God. oh I mean, I, 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 I don't know if I'm mentally prepared to like have a whole spiel about this, but the fact that the very first thing that he does when he sees Misty is like, oh my gosh, a cute trainer. Like, and then he leans down to hug her. How old is he? Uh, like in his 30s? 30s. Yeah, he has to be like 30 He's a 40. lieutenant. How, how, yeah, how that's what I mean. That rank? That's what I mean. He's like, unless he has a college degree, he's old. And that was disturbing. And then Misty was like, oh no, it's not me who's the challenger. Uh, also more gym leaders who don't know each other. Oh yeah, Brock and Misty have no idea. Is this freak? <laughs> Is this guy for real? You blame them for not knowing Surge? Actually, I think Misty would not be in such a hurry to get Vermilion City if she knew this was waiting them. <clears throat> I do have one thing. And Ash kind of cheating the battle rules where Pikachu gets knocked out that first time and then Surge is like, okay, that's it. And then it gets back up and continues to fight and they don't call it. I'm like, mm-hmm. okay, the, the match is over. That's on Biker Guy for not calling that. That was his call. Yeah, Biker Guy let Surge down. Um, when they scan Raichu on the Pokédex, the Pokédex says that Raichu can down a Dragonite. What a Dragonite is, <laughs> but I looked it up on Bulbapedia, and apparently in Japan it said it could down an Indian elephant, which is problematic for different reasons. Which is another yeah, that's different. That adds another spectrum of problematic issues right there. Yeah, it is problematic. All right, so Pikachu gets downed. But his personality has a noticeable shift because he has like a rivalry with Raichu and he's like, I want to prove myself. And Brock even says, that's unusual. Pikachu really wants to get into battle. Yeah. So that points out that Pikachu's a loser. Well, (laughs) my question is, is this the end of Scaredy Cat Pikachu or is that going to come back? They do say they do mention that they say something about Pikachu lost its fighting spirit. It now needs to regain his fighting spirit, or something mm-hmm. like that. So yeah. apparently, he's found his he's found his fighting spirit. It only took him getting his ass kicked to really. Now is he closer to the Pikachu that we know? Yes, he's okay. e- evolving without evolving. 
Um, Nurse Joy offers a steroid regimen for Pikachu. Thunderstone. Take three milligrams today. Um, Ash does not give the Thunderstone to Pikachu, but he will keep it all the way through Diamond and Pearl. Anyway, they have yeah. a big, dramatic, oh, I'm going to fight as a Pikachu, and Team Rocket's crying, and, and then they go back to the gym, and they fight Raichu again, and... There was a lot happening, yet we have nothing to say. This is like one of the most famous season one episodes, and we're just like, whatever. It does have some of the best animation. All right, let's get, let's get into that, Jacob. So they go back to yeah. Lieutenant Surge, and they fight. Yes. Go. And it's ama- amazing animation when Raichu is uh, showing his flaw in speed with Pikachu, with him swinging his tail and Pikachu dodging it. And I don't know, that animation was so smooth and crisp. That was definitely easily so far the best battle animation we have seen. Or the opening scenes. In the... Yeah, yeah, when he's using Body Slam. Yeah. Which I looked at that tiny little Raichu and I'm like, I don't think that Raichu could Body Slam like a Machoke or something and hurt it. I think it could only hurt those Caterpies and Weedles <laughs> that were in the Pokemon Center. It's not fighting a baby anymore. No, well, Pikachu's little, littler than it. I love how in that battle, though, Pikachu grounds himself. I thought that was really cool, too. That was cool. And they like blew out like the windows in the stadium. Yeah, it blew out the whole stadium and Pikachu's just sitting there like, Holding tough. Wow. Well, hey. Yay. His first Good for battle them. gym battle that he actually won. With Brock's help. With Brock's help. <laughs> yeah, he still hasn't really done it himself yet. Uh, I'm on right. a lot of notes. I will say, back, going back to the battle, Raichu, like, using its tail as a whip and, like, striking you like a scorpion, that looked really painful. That did. Can you imagine that? It's like, a thick tail. Yeah, it's like a sight. And it's all jagged too. Oh mm-hmm. god! It would like cut into like gyrate. Yeah, it would Ugh. probably cut you. It's like a it's like a jagged blade. Probably it's not a clean cut. All right. All right. <laughs> I guess we'll move on to our uh, MVP and LVP. Thank you for cueing me, Jacob, because I always forget. Okay. But do you want to be the randomizer person? Sure. It's random.org. Uh, it's, it's always going to be me first. Yep. Actually, it is you first. It's Jacob, Alex, Austin. <laughs> yes. Well, my MVP for this episode is Brock. For him pointing out the <laughs> pointing out the strategy to allow Pikachu to win against Raichu with the speed differential between the two, and then my my LVP is I still think Joyce really kind of shitty in the beginning when she just sees Chansey <laughs> carrying all the Pokemon in and she's just like, oh god, that's the fifteenth one that's dying this today. Or hey, something. she like, trusts in her employees. <laughs> her one employee. To her take one care employee. Of the, <laughs> the fifteen distressed pokemon in the center yes she has full faith in chancy <laughs> i'd also like to point out that now i'm hyper focused on the nurse joy's colors on their crosses yeah except there's one shot where it was green oh maybe green means it's open what what's open i don't know her hat? <laughs> like, yeah her hat's open when it's orange it's about to close Red's open for gone. business oh my god <laughs> i'll bring you joy Forget the the color scheme. Are you keeping up with the family relation? No, I'm not. That, that's an They're impossible. Cousins. They're cousins. This okay, time. I'm pretty sure she said. I actually did note this. I'm pretty sure the Pewter City and uh, Viridian City Joys were sisters, but this Joy said one of those Joys was her like cousin, and the other one was like the second cousin. Yeah. And I'm like, well, they can't yeah. also be sisters. They'd it's both be your cousins. It's and they're really all just clones. Nurse Joys are like single cell organisms that like asexually produce and like. It's I was about to say that they asexually, they just they just butt out. Yeah, it, it like grow it it grows underneath the hat. Like, <laughs> That's what's happening when the color is changing. <laughs> a new joy is forming. It's, it's cooking. <laughs> it's a cooking a joy. 
<laughs> they're gonna talk to Joy well, we one day and they're see... gonna be like, "Hey, Joy, hey, Joy, how's it going? It's going well." No, what, what we didn't see was Nurse Joy when she went off to get the Thunderstone. She had to take off her hat and another Joy like. <laughs> it's like um, Harry Potter when uh, <laughs> what's the professor in the first one's name when he has uh, Voldemort growing on the back of his head? We're all <laughs> yeah. Oh gosh. Now I'm imagining her looking at the new Joy and being like, and you'll be my sister-in-law. Oh my <laughs> and you'll be another pet for me to play with. Oh my god. This is too Just... much. Okay, the next episode's way more exciting. We have to finish you... doing our... Oh shit, sorry. <laughs> I'm ready to be... I'm out. I'm done. Get... He's, ready to get... He's ready to get this over. <laughs> I got shit to Tune do. Tune in next week. I <laughs> Jacob, do your quote. Okay, uh, baby brought a baby. Surge. Oh, cute. <laughs> yeah. I actually thought that was cute. Like, in a demeaning to a child kind of way. Yeah. As much as... <laughs> it was so cute in a demeaning way. <laughs> okay, then. Any final thoughts on that? No. Okay. Um, I'm gonna say MVP was, in this episode, Team Rocket. Oh. Team Rocket because of their supportive cheerleading that they did and they were moved to tears by Pikachu's compelling monologue and they were overall pretty good guys this episode so Team Rocket um and I'm surprised Jacob that you didn't say Surge because he seems like the obvious LVP <laughs> this episode I-, I was saving that for one of y'all oh cause... god thank you I just yeah he- it was just so bad he was just awful and I'm like this is not the Lieutenant Surge I-, I mean I didn't remember this episode at all but that is not at all what I pictured especially the misty hugging part yeah you think of him like in the game as like a clean cut soldier yeah, like, like a disciplined military soldier like a guy. leader yeah, yeah. And not just like he got dishonorably like, discharged rocky, yeah. yeah he got discharged he went AWOL. <laughs> he's AWOL. <laughs> right actually like in the game he's just very i'm gonna beat you and show you like the true meaning of you know what war's this all about or whatever puzzle. the hell he says but this one, he was He's just... the puzzle gym, isn't he? Yeah. yeah the with the trash cans. Trash cans. Yeah. Wait, okay. Why wasn't this in that episode? That'd been awesome. <laughs> like, he just <laughs> pops up out of a trash, trash can. <laughs> That'd be way better. Um, Dig through the trash, you piece of trash. And he was just this gross, like, skeevy, gross guy. Ugh. Hey, everyone. Future Alex here again. So my quote was also hard to hear, like most of my audio, so we're repeating the quote that I had chosen for Electric Shock Showdown, the episode where Ash battles Lieutenant Surge, and the quote I had picked out for this particular episode was when Ash and Pikachu sort of catch their second win, they heal up at the Pokemon Center, they run out into the daylight, and Ash, in his renewed vigor, exclaims, Pikachu, our lucky star is shining today, and Misty completely rains on his parade and asks them, where? I don't see it. How do you see a star in the middle of the day? And Ash says, oh, well, you can't really see it. And then he walks off in a huff, but unbeknownst to him, um, the sun is actually a star. So he wasn't wrong when he said that his lucky star was shining today, so long as you count his lucky star being the sun in this particular instance. So that was the quote I had picked out. Please excuse all the wonky audio issues that we're having this episode. And we will now continue with the rest of the show. 
<laughs> my turn. Uh, my MVP is Pikachu. Oh. Pikachu overcame his fear of Raichu in battling. He got pissed at the Raichu, rightfully so. Mm-hmm. He um, learned new moves. He was fast on his feet. He got to be a lot closer to the Pikachu as we know him to be, the classic Pikachu. It was a real good showing for him, more than any episode previously. Um, my LVP is going to be Surge's Hench People. Cause yes, for the, uh, yeah, because they're just as bad. They're awful people. They're, they're also like mutant people. And my quote's going to be Team Rocket after the Raichu Pikachu battle. Uh, or during it, rather. Jesse says, What a shocking story! <laughs> and then James, after Pikachu grounds himself with a tail, says, That was quite a tail! As he holds up coughing for no reason. And then Meowth hits them both and says, Now you've both been pun-ish. All right. Episode 15. Yay! Hey. Thank you, Jake. Battle aboard the St. Anne, <laughs> a.k.a. Poseidon Remake. You never heard of that movie? I've never seen that, but I've heard of it. It's like uh, they're on the ship. It tips over, gets to the bottom of the ocean, and they got to escape from the ship at the bottom of the ocean. Oh, wait, Jacob, we're not there yet. Oh. We haven't ended up. Um, we're at the end of the bottom of the ocean. Did you watch it episode oh, I'm talking about. I'm talking about, I was talking about Poseidon, not Pokemon. Oh, okay, okay. Uh, you jumped there, not me. Are you in a spoilers for a cartoon that aired on television in 1998? Maybe. I yeah. So. Oh my god! What okay. <laughs> is this the first time? Is this the first time we see Giovanni? Yes. What was the guy from Inspector Gadget? That's claw. The bad guy. So he's going. They're going for like a claw thing here, mm-hmm. right? With the voice modulator that is only used at this time, I think. I think it comes back like, like two episodes from now. But it's it's not like a frequent. No, thing. it goes away. After okay. A while. Okay. Giovanni. <laughs> Giovanni. We talk about that. We are going to. Pokemon <laughs> Live. I can't wait. Skipping uh, right over the part where Jesse and James are dressed up in those terrible schools. Yes. <laughs> yes. Guru. Guru. Please talk about that. Why did, why did James have the dress as a girl? Because it's awesome. Okay. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just saying, why did they choose to do that with the... Well... Like, it, is, it is funny. It is funny. I guess we can get into the whole... Humor. Jesse and James are technically villains, and villains are allowed to exhibit traits of things that are not not inside cis heteronormism. So, such as cross dressing. So, because James is a villainous character, he's allowed to dress in women's clothing because that is a disliked thing in the general culture. It, I, I'm not a person who's equipped to talk about this kind of thing, other than he's allowed to do that because he's evil. Except. In addition to that, he's also... We love Jesse and James. We know better. We know they're great. Um, And we are in support of everyone expressing themselves in every way they can. Like he does numerous times. They even cut one out for the American version. We're getting there. Uh, (laughs) We're getting there next episode. But yeah, I'm not equipped to go into that. But Team Rocket cross-dressed because they're villainous. But we're going to say it's because they're awesome. Yeah. And James is cool. I really like James's... Cool! Yeah, I love that. Cool. Is this Eric Stewart at this point? Is that him? I don't know. Is it him? When does he take over for James? Cool. Jesse called him an ignoramus. Uh, was that? Oh, was that when he says, "Don't I make the coolest girl"? Yes, let's talk about ignoramus. <laughs> don't be <laughs> hateful, Jesse. <laughs> I just had to point that out because I don't know for whatever reason I really like the word ignoramus. <laughs> um, I like how they go up to the twerps who somewhat question it but then eventually go along with it they have their usual hairstyles just in different colors whereas usually they have the same color hair but in different styles Mm -hmm. um and jesse's exact quote is yeah her exact quote should we go into it 
Yeah, go, is, go into it. We had to go out with our boyfriend. And she doesn't say boyfriends, plural. No. She no, does not say our multiple boyfriend. She says with our boyfriend. Well. And I was like, that's an interesting choice. Yeah, two birds, one stone there. They had to go out with their boyfriend. Like, why were they not going on the date? On, on the, the cruise. cruise. <laughs> did, did they explain what the boyfriend was doing that they couldn't go? No, okay. They, <laughs> they didn't say it. They just said, we got to go meet our boyfriend. Yeah. And we can't go on with y'all. So The twerps just accepted. And you're like, okay. <laughs> yeah. I think they questioned it for a little bit. They were like, wait, what's the yeah. catch? <laughs> they did a little, which surprisingly, but. Yeah, for Josh to not just go along with it actually was surprising for him to be like, this is too easy. Like, we can't afford it. <laughs> um, I like how they told Giovanni they gave out all the tickets, meaning presumably they've been doing this routine for dozens, if not Hours. hundreds of people. Yeah. And also that means they saved three tickets for the twerps. They knew. Yeah. They knew that. Yeah. yeah. So I thought that was interesting. So how long did they have to wait for the twerps to arrive on the scene so they could do that? If they gave out their rest of the tickets. They're just sitting there. <laughs> the St. Anne's just been sitting there for days. <laughs> They're just waiting for the twerps to show up. This is the dumbest plan I think I, I have ever... From the head man himself to come up with this plan just shows that Team Rocket's never going to be successful with anything. I mean, he puts them on a boat full of Pokemon trainers. He doesn't know how powerful or what kind of Pokemon these trainers have. And he it's, just thinks he's going to go in there and just take them without a fight back. Well, I mean, obviously the grunts have to reveal themselves and then use their vacuum suction backpacks yes. to suck in the Pokeballs, as Jesse says, yeah. suck them up, suck them all up. Yeah. And suck them all up. they're not going to use Pokemon. They're not going to discreetly steal Pokeballs and Pokemon. They're not yeah. going to do anything clever. They're just going to reveal themselves and, and suck have them an up. air suction. Why not just have them put them in like a container or something before they entered the ship? Right. Okay. And they just have the ship take off and keep the Pokeballs. I just had a thought. They have a they have a trading machine right. on board the ship. Oh, yes. Why not have tricked the Pokemon trainers into trading away for like empty Pokeballs? Well, then I feel like they immediately would be like, okay, come on out, Raticate. And then yeah. they'd be like, it oh, shows, it's empty. It shows the trade taking place on the screen, too. So if the Pokeball was empty, it would, it would show it as empty. They could have done literally anything better than... <laughs> Vacuum. That's that dumbass plan. <laughs> that was a horrible plan. <laughs> was this Giovanni's plan with the vacuums, or was that a Jesse and James creation? It was his. It was his plan, from what I yeah, thought. Because the grunts, other than Jesse right. and James, had the machines. So Jesse and James were in a commanding position over the grunts, though. So they have yes. They, when? they appeared to be. They yeah, led. They were the, in charge. Of, they were in charge. Yeah. So they had the free agency to just wander around Kanto and seemingly anywhere. Oh, they kind of mentioned that, like, at one point, Team Rocket was on Giovanni's, like, good side. Mm-hmm. And they seemingly and still are here. Yeah, yeah, and they well, they did something that made him kind of, like, reject him. Because Meowth is talking about how, and I still your favorite, or something like that. And he goes, no, you've disappointed me too many times now, or something know. like that. Oh, you're right, yeah, when, I uh, that. Yeah, so apparently Team Rocket was in Giovanni's favor, but they did something that, uh... <laughs> so are they logging mission reports? Like, we yeah. broke in and stole a giant vacuum and hose to steal the water from the gym. It didn't work. Yeah. <laughs> we dug <laughs> a hole. Works. It didn't work. Yeah. I don't think they do regular report-ins. At least not <laughs> of their failures. They probably are very liberal with their report back. I would just lie. Well, they do, eventually. <laughs> yeah. I mean, how's he going to know? We got to talk about the southern gentleman guy and his 
yes. girlfriend person. So I thought the 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 convention, which they called it like a convention, it was it was really cool. Like all the like cool. vendors and stuff, and people there were like exhibits of battling and such. Um, people card. were like showing, like, look at my Charmander's tail. Bullshit. Uh, oh, <laughs> my flame's bigger. Oh yeah, the kid who brought up the squirtle. Two Charmander yeah. kids, like, oh look at my Charmander skin, and then look at my flame. It's orange and red or whatever. And then the squirtle kid butts in. He's like, look at my squirtle shell. Isn't it cool? Uh, they starters. They didn't work for those I things. <laughs> they find the southern gentleman fighting Starmies with his Raticate. And its jewel keeps getting broken. Yeah, it got broke again. Another Starmie had its red jewel. Oh, did they repeat the animation of that? <laughs> it it looked kind of close. Um, Starmies are useless. Oh, no. Who is this southern gentleman? He doesn't have a name. He's very fancy. Very fancy. He has like when a I first, like a sexy lady companion. When you first saw this, I thought he was going to be evil. He seemed it. Like, yeah, I thought he was going to be like a like undercover. Like I thought that may have been Giovanni or something when I was a kid watching this. <laughs> That'd be awesome. <laughs> I thought he was going to be like some kind of like undercover agent or something in there for Team Rocket, but he was nonetheless. We'll add him to yeah. the list of Canto lunatics. <laughs> we also noticed that he pronounced high jump kick as high jump kick. Yeah. It was very. He was a very out of place character for the Pokemon world. And he's like, real pushy. It seemed like he was like like scheming. Like he was like, yeah, this Butterfree's outclassed my Eradicate. Come on, everybody! Yeah. Everybody trades. It builds friendship. Come on, little boy, trade with me. Come on. It was weird. Can we discuss how the some of the main tenets of the Pokemon franchise as a new entity are: evolve your Pokemon to more powerful forms, trade them. And now we have two episodes in a row where it's like, don't evolve your Pokemon. It'll be bad for it. Don't trade. You gotta keep... Yeah. <laughs> yeah, build your friendship with the Pokemon you have, not with the Pokemon you want. Don't force them to evolve. Yeah. I mean, the whole the whole thing with the Southern guy encouraging Ash to trade, that did seem very, like, pitchy to me. Like, yeah. pitching the games, pitching the, the idea of Pokemon. Because like, that's how it was back in Red and Blue. You know, trade with your friends, Link Cable, all that kind of stuff. They right. really pushed that was the whole premise. There's complete... two versions. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And then, you know, of course, Ash is like, oh my god, I regret this so much. <laughs> That's how you complete the Pokedex. You gotta trade. True. So, out-of-place accents. Magikarp salesman. And it, he was $300. You could eat it. Or Didn't he say you could eat it? No, he was like, you, you could repro- make it reproduce. And like, each oh, Magikarp yeah, and gives keeps you selling. X amount, exponential return. Yeah. It's a pyramid scheme. Down. So yeah, we're going to see the Magikarp salesman multiple times mm-hmm. from now. Which I think is a fun antagonist for Team Rocket. The main con into stupid shit. Did you know that... Th- this is on the ship, right? Yeah, they're on the ship. Did you notice that they're not in disguise? No, they are in disguise. They're, they're just as like they waiters, are? like maitre d's. Oh yeah, but I mean, like they, they go to so far when they're like trying to give them the tickets. Oh yeah. But that, then they go on the ship, they're almost just like... Almost, there's nothing really different except for the... The waiter outfits. My <laughs> so question like, is: There's a discrepancy here. How much of the staff on the same Anne are Team Rocket grunts, and how much of them are genuine staff? Because it seemed like all of them were Team Rocket. They all had giant shoulders. The Team Rocket grunts were really cool for a split second when they first revealed themselves, and then they immediately get the vacuum cleaners out, and I'm like, okay, no, they're not yeah, cool. Like, this is yeah, this is stupid. <laughs> <laughs> Did we like how the the trainer's strategy was? Okay, all the Charmanders form a pyramid over here. 
all the Squirtles getting a pyramid over here, all the Pidgeotos, you gotta spin in a circle. And somehow Ash gets control of the whole army. Ash just, like, stepped up to the plate. He just has leadership yeah, he's qualities. Like, he's like, yeah. I'm gonna handle this. control of the army. He's probably the only one there who regularly blasts off Team Rocket people into the air. I just feel like it'd be more chaotic than that, though. I feel like every trainer would be shouting commands. <laughs> well, that's why they organize into groups. Yeah. Yeah. They just said the flamethrower. So this is the worst cruise ever. First, they're like all the wait staff turns out to be Team Rocket, and they Evil. attack. Then they like mm-hmm. blow a hole in the side of the ship, and then is it the hole that causes the ship to sink, or is it the storm clouds? The that waves that capsize. Yeah, okay, because within it's seconds of Team Rocket being dissipated, and now we're in a tsunami. Yep, there's a tsunami, and you forgot a part about this being the worst crew ever, because the captain just jumped ship. Yes! Oh my god! That was the amazing! Just, I'm, just, I'm just testing the lifeboat out here. <laughs> so that was great. Did we like how Ash and the gentleman, meanwhile, are trading Pokemon? Then the ship gets knocked over, and Ash and Misty and Brock run after the Pokeball, Gentleman just stands there and lets him go. Mm-hmm. Then we never see him again. I think he was a Team Rocket member, though. He might have been. The captain also was. was. What's the uh, what Pokemon does Team Rocket like to use in the game? Raticate. Raticate. <laughs> yep. Yep. I think he really was. Uh, <laughs> he was maybe a uh, undercover agent or something. So he like switched back into his gentleman clothes after the confrontation. Yep. He realized it was a dumbass plan, so <laughs> he didn't go along with it. Well, he either got off the boat into a lifeboat or he drowned because he's not on the ship later. So then they fall to the bottom of the ocean, never to be seen again. The ship drowns. (laughs) St. Anne drowned. St. Anne is no No more. But who do you think was your MVP and LVP? And Jacob, you're after Alex. Yay. Hey guys, it's Alex again from the future. I just want to thank our special guest, Celebi, for making this episode's time traveling possible. Um, So we were having some audio issues for this episode, as I'm sure that's obvious. Um, Not only was the entire discussion kind of hard to hear, but the 30-second episode summary challenge and the MVP, LVP, and quote segments that I did were especially hard to hear. So for those particular parts, I'm going back and re-recording. So for this part, I will be trying to recreate the MVP, LVP, and quote um, discussions that we were having. So originally, when we were talking about this, the episode Battle Aboard the St. Anne, my MVP was the Southern Gentleman character, Um, originally he was kind of this shady guy who was battling these kids on this cruise ship and he ends up sort of pressuring Ash into making a trade, which Ash was sort of unfamiliar with the whole concept of trading. Um, so he traded away his beloved Butterfree for Eradicate and, you know, at the end of the episode, Ash, you know, was thinking about Butterfree the whole time and he went back to the guy, Southern Gentleman, and... Asked him, you know, please trade me back. You know, Butterfree was the first Pokemon I ever had. And, you know, Southern Gentleman, he could have said, no, kid. You know, this was a fair deal. You traded fair and square. I'm not going to trade back. Tough luck. You know, especially because this ship was sinking while this whole thing was happening. So he could have easily been like, you know, every man for himself. We don't have time for this. And left Ash high and dry with this Raticate that he didn't want. But instead, he took the time during this perilous situation 
um, to trade Butterfree back for Raticate, and we never see him again. So, you know, I just had to choose him as MVP. He really came through for Ash. So, um, for my LVP, I picked the ship captain, which I felt was the obvious choice for least valuable of this entire episode. Minor character, but definitely a piece of work. He left the entire ship to fend for themselves, these four helpless passengers and kids. I mean, most of them were kids, so let's not forget that, even worse. Um, but he was the first guy off the ship. Instead of going down with the ship like a captain's supposed to do, he's the first guy overboard. And not only that, you know, at the end when they're all sitting in the lifeboats, he's like, oh, is anybody who's still on the ship say I? Of course, anyone who's still left on the ship in this dangerous situation is not going to be able to say I. So, you know, he's just a terrible guy, terrible ship captain. So I picked him originally for at least valuable. And if I remember correctly, the quote that I had picked <laughs> for the episode um, was the part where Jesse and James and Ash, Misty, and Brock are, are on the docks and Jesse and James are posing as um, school-aged girls giving away these tickets and they're saying all sorts of crazy 90s slang that the kids, I guess, weren't using at the time. And Misty says something to the effect of, do you know anyone who says radical anymore? And I thought that was pretty funny. So that was my standout quote for that episode. Anyway, um, we wanted to say thank you again, guys, for bearing with us as we worked out some of these audio kinks in this episode. And hopefully these re-recordings make it a little bit easier to follow. And we will now continue on with the rest of the discussion. So thank you again, Celebi. Great. Jakey Jake. Alrighty. Um, I think my MVP will probably be... Uh, this is pretty tough. I think it's going to be probably Butterfree, I think. Because Butterfree retain that sense of loyalty Butterfree has for Ash, just for Ash to give it away like that, and with no second thoughts or anything like that, and then to still continue to fight for, with Ash and be there for him, I really respect that attitude and mindset. Mm-hmm. And then my LVP is James for being stupid and falling for a middle <laughs> for a pyramid scheme. <laughs> okay, so this quote is unique that I'm going to do. Okay. So you know, there's an there's an oddish in this episode. Okay. Where? <laughs> I, I put in my notes. There's an oddish. That, that that may be true. That may be true or not. I can't remember. Okay. But but the reason why I put that is that morning I went to go work out and there's a song by Jack Harlow, the rapper, where he talks about an oddish, and that just brought back my memory. And the end the song, Jack Harlow goes in 2027. I'll be purchasing a cottage. I'll be purchasing a cottage. Pokemon Kush. Yeah, this shit look like an audit. Yeah, <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Alex, did you know about that? <laughs> Is that okay if I break the rules a little bit? Yeah, but I'm gonna have two parts to make up for your lack of one. Okay, I just I could see y'all laughing, but no audio was coming through in my hands. <laughs> and I had the screen popped up reading the lyrics, and I was like, oh god. <laughs> My MVP is Meow. For calling out James on his stupidity and for spending Jesse's money. Oh, yeah, and, and that's why I was going to say Meow scratches the Pokemon. He just says, it's just go play it! And he scratches it and you see the red and white beneath it. So that was fun. Um, my LVP um, is going to go for Brock. Because oh, no. all the blood in his head went to his dick. Um, even though I appreciate him saying, 
Yeah, trade, trade, trade. Everybody trades, or whatever it was. My two quotes are going to be, first, the narrator says, Has Ash's ship finally come in, or will our heroes be cruising for a bruising? No, that's pretty good. And my second one... It's the introduction of Giovanni's Persian. Oh. And Giovanni says, I'm totally disgusting, disgusted watching you fail me when I expect total perfection. Perfection. Just like this beautiful oh. Persian. Giovanni's a dork. Giovanni, everyone, now the puns are just <laughs> contagious with this crew. That's probably how you get on. You have to present a like a well-rounded pun to Giovanni, Christ. and he's like, you're in. Well, that's, that's why this thing got on so quick. And, it's more fun to imagine him as just like this complete idiot. Like, <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. In 2027, I'll be purchasing a cottage. Bill's cottage. <laughs> That Pokemon Kush. That shit look like an Oddish. Alright, the dog wants to go out. Alright. So does that, does anyone else, anyone else have anything, or anyone else have anything else to add? I'm the one I'm looking forward to the next episode, because if I remember correctly, that's the episode where my favorite thing happens. What, what? Oh! <laughs> oh, don't spoil it. Oh, okay. It involves one of Brock's Pokemon. Looking, I don't know what you're talking about, but I'm looking forward to trying guessing. Okay. What you talking about? Okay. I'm not going to spoil it. Next episode, we're going to watch the next two episodes, and then we're going to make sure we watch the lost episode, Beauty and the Beach. So mark Beauty that on Beach. your calendars. All right. Uh, so does that wrap everything up? I think so. Awesome. To put a little, ta- or a little tag in here at the end, we now have some social media and an email for our listeners to follow us if you have any questions or comments you can email us at out of the drying pan at gmail.com and now you can also find us on twitter at at drying pan series so follow us and we're gonna have like episode updates or anything like that austin feels like we'll see what happens (laughs) we'll see what happens with the twitter i don't go on the twitter so we'll see what happens (laughs) i have to make good all right. Well, uh, thank you all for joining us for this episode. And we'll continue next time as the journey continues.